1: Man's world. In fact, uh, Sid Rosenberg, my wife, uh, who was here yesterday, she was walking around because it's quite empty here on New Year's. And she says, everywhere I look, there's a Sid Rosenberg photograph that, where he doesn't have his shirt on. How many photos do you have up here of yourself with no shirt on? Well, well I haven't counted, but uh, last I looked, there's probably
2: four or five Curtis and- that uh, that makes uh, the morning show all the more exciting, don't you agree?
1: Yeah, I never I never noticed it because you know normally uh, normal day a lot of people were here. She actually said, oh, my God, it's like five of them everywhere." Did you position <laughs> them strategically throughout the WABC facility? I had nothing to do with that.
2: That is our social <laughs> media crew, our marketing crew. They go not only do we have a great morning show, but we've got the sexiest morning show hosted in America. Let's watch <laughs> it. So, uh, thanks to those folks and. On a serious note, uh, John and Curtis, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to all of uh, of our great listeners. And 2023 promised to be a very, very exciting year for WABC. But a melancholy morning for me, guys, because about two and a half hours ago, John, you can appreciate this, I dropped my daughter Ava off at Kennedy Airport. And, uh, you know, when she went to college back in September, guys, I knew it was going to be about four months till I saw her again around Christmas. Now we're looking at about six months. Wow. We'll be back in June. And uh, we cried for about 15 minutes. It's funny. There was a Japanese couple standing next to us, also going to London. And they started to cry just watching me, Danielle, and Ava. So very, very <laughs> tough morning. But happy for her. Exciting going back to college in Wales. But, uh, John, you talk about keeping your kids close, man. This was a very, very tough morning.
0: I, I know. That's very, very tough. I made sure my kids went to, to college in uh, Manhattan.
2: <laughs> no, you were smart. But I tell you what, while she was here, we had such a great time. And, you know, John, on a Saturday night, I did something, guys, I had never done before in my life. And that is New Year's Eve. We actually went to the ball drop in Times Square. And I'll tell you why. Because uh, the house back in Rockaway was flooded so badly that my house had to be demolished uh, last week. I'm not even kidding. Demolished? What are you talking about? Demolished? I mean, they've taken down, John, all the walls, and uh, the carpeting had to be ripped up. The floors had to be replaced. The water damage was actually worse than we thought. Wow. Where are you staying? In the city, uh, about five blocks away from the actual studios. (laughs) So here we are in midtown Manhattan, only a couple blocks away from the the ball drop in in Times Square, and I get a call from Michael Butler, who works for the NYPD, and he said, Sid, I know you're in the city. Would you like to go tonight? to watch the ball drop the mayor is going to be there the NYPD will take good care of you uh we've got our own pen for the wounded warriors on 44th and 6th so I asked Dave and Gabe and they were very excited about it and so Curtis and John for the first time ever the Rosenbergs this year watched the ball drop live from Times Square I gotta tell you I said I would never do it living in New York it was a great great time it's a special night in New York and everybody should do it they didn't let you go up to the top and and knock it down no, they did, actually. I actually co-hosted uh, one of the uh, segments with Ryan Seacrest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, look, you're, no, you're lighting they're... the menorah. You're, you're, you're dropping the uh, the ball on New Year's. What's next?
2: Oh, I don't know. i tell you why, John. It's all because of you, because I lived here for 30-plus years. I never lit the big menorah on Fifth Avenue. I never watched the ball drop. In fact, I thought that was kind of like not a New York thing to do, and now that I've done all of that, I can't wait to do it again. You know, I don't think people realize how special this city is. We get so caught up in the crime and the dirt and the homeless and all the negativity. And there's plenty of it. Trust me, plenty of it. Things need to be fixed in 2023. There's no doubt about it. But there's a lot that goes on in this city that's really special. It separates us from every city in the world. And now we've experienced all of that this last month. And my family loved it. And New York is still the greatest city in the world, I'll tell you that.
1: Now, Sid, uh, for those that may have been away last week, when you told us how the pipes had burst in your house and now you've given us an an advance report that it's uh, ruined everything, could you go back? That was during that Arctic snap when it was like uh, 20 degrees below zero, right?
2: That's exactly right, Curtis. Uh, The last show that I did was on Friday December the 23rd in fact my son Gabriel co-hosted that day my mom was on it was a great show and we went back to uh, Rockaway that afternoon John and Curtis and we couldn't even get on the ferry they shut the ferry down because of the rain and the wind but the cold did not set in until later on that night you may remember we dropped 45 degrees in one day on that Friday by Saturday morning it was minus nine degrees by me on the beach at Rockaway we had no water on Saturday morning so we knew the pipes froze and then sure enough come Sunday Christmas Day Every floor in my house, it was coming down like Niagara Falls. Two pipes burst. We couldn't stop the water from coming in. And in the end, we thought maybe we did some damage, not too much, but we did more than we thought. And like I said, now we're living in the city for the next week while they blow out my house and hopefully fix it in about a week or two. And it'll be better than ever. That's the good news. But right now, it's very difficult. We're in the city. Ava's on the way back to college. I'm back at work tomorrow. I just
0: want to know, you're in a city in a hotel. Who has better... Hotel conditions, the migrants or Sid Rosenberg?
2: The migrants. (laughs) (laughs) The migrants have $700-a-day rooms. You know, don't laugh, John, because when this happened, Danielle was on the phone with the insurance company, and she couldn't find a hotel room. And I swear to God, she goes, wait a second. You're telling me the migrants can stay at the rich at the Waldorf, any place they want, and I can't get a hotel room for my family, and we live in New York City. What's going on here? So we actually used the migrant line, ended up at a very nice hotel about five blocks away from the studios.
1: Now, have you finally learned as as a proud Jewish man that at times you have to humble yourself and ask the Goyim for advice? Your Irish friends out there in the Irish Riviera would have told you, hey, Sid, Turn the faucet on, turn the tub on, run the water during the cold snap, and your pipes won't burst.
2: Yeah, here's the bad news for you, Curtis. I actually got that advice. We actually did that, and we were running the cold water, believe it or not, when, in fact, the deluge started. (laughs) So, So we did get that advice. We took that advice. It just didn't matter. I mean, the house is like 90 years old. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous home. We love it there. But it's an old home, you know, and those uh, pipes have never been uh, fixed. We've got some insulation, not enough. And we uh, came to find, by the way, John and Curtis, that's where a lot of homes in my community that went through the same thing, even homes that were updated after Sandy that also had pipe freeze. So it was not exclusive to the Rosenbergs, I can tell you that, but it has been a, a rough, a rough 10 days. But again, You know, Times Square, New Year's Eve with the family, Christmas with the family. Ava had a great time when she was here. Gabriel's been loving this trip. So all in all, even with the negativity, it's been a great holiday, and I'm looking forward very much to getting back to work tomorrow
1: morning. You know, Sid, uh, we've talked uh, a lot about Lester Chang, how the Democrats don't want to seat him in the Assembly because they're challenging his residency. uh, And they put off that decision after a 150-page report. They won't make that decision. But your great friend, your hero who lives out there with his great family, Tom Sullivan, is behind by, John, one vote in the assembly race. He had been ahead by 300 votes. They still haven't made a decision. It's like, are you kidding? This one assemblyman district and he still doesn't know? One vote? One Well Listen, uh, listen,
2: one vote right now is as good as one million. And I will tell you. Talking to the Sullivan family, John and Curtis, uh, Curtis, you know as often as I do, I speak to Mike Sullivan just about every day And. The brothers, Brian and Danny, I mean, they they own Breezy Point. Uh, They knew once they stopped the votes that night with Sullivan up 300 votes, they knew eventually it was a fait accompli he was going to lose. So he was up about 80 votes. Then you may remember Curtis, he was up three votes. Now he's down one vote. That one vote doesn't matter. It was was in the books. It was rigged. She was going to win Stacey Amato no matter what, even though Tom Sullivan really won. And they're going to take this from him. One vote, 100 votes, it doesn't matter. That night, you knew once they stopped it, 98% of the votes in, he's up 300 votes. They just stopped counting for no reason. No reason. You knew they were going to steal it, and sure enough, John, they're on the way to
1: stealing it. Democrats have told me, people that I've known, Democrats have said there's no better or nicer man in all of politics than Tom Sullivan. They said to, to, to campaign against him, he is the most honorable of men. Uh, he never says a bad word. You know, he he always just, he does his job of campaigning. And they took the election. I'll, I'll say it if nobody else will. They stole the election from him. There's yeah, no doubt no, they about stole it. No, they, they stole, stole it.
2: it. He's a great man. Like you said, I mean, look, John Curtis, this guy served in Iraq. This guy served in Afghanistan. This guy served in Kuwait, happened to be there on 9-11, and literally threw bodies over his shoulder. He saved about six people that morning while the buildings were coming down. How many people can you say that about? Served in three different countries, a decorated war hero, and saving lives on 9-11. He's going to lose to some, some lady whose father happened to be a judge and whose mother happened to be a county clerk. I mean, nepotism with a capital N. What they're doing to Tom Sullivan and Lester Chang is disgusting. But that's politics, folks. That's why John Curtis and, uh, and our listeners, that's why we get the big bucks, because uh, it, it's, it's crooked, it's nasty, but it's exciting. Not for Tom Sullivan today, but folks are, are, uh, are invested in this. And right now, 22 months away from the big election in 2024, what better place to follow it than WABC?
1: And think of it. With all the greatness of Lester Chang, war hero. Tom Sullivan, War hero. Tomorrow, welcome to Mr. Uh, welcome to Washington, Mr. George Santos. He will be sworn into office. It is unbelievable. He, you know, for for some uh, Democrats and Republicans,
2: he's the gift that keeps giving. And, and John, I know you know George pretty well, but unbelievable. No, George incredible. Santos. I, I only met him once. Oh, you only met him once. I, I met I
0: him once, and my daughter, my daughter, uh, invited me to a fundraiser she was having, and. You know, how many times you said no to your daughter? Never. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right.
0: And listen, we I had a I, I found... actually
2: contributed to Zimmerman. I saw that. I saw that. Look, we had Santos on, me and Bernie. God rest Bernie. soul. that was the one tragic uh, moment in 2022. And his name lives on forever in those studios you're in right now. But we had him on when we thought he won four years ago. And they took it from him. John and Curtis, like they're doing to Lester Chang and Tom Sullivan right now. Then he comes back four years later, and he does win. And it turns out his whole campaign was a big sham. So he is a very interesting guy. But, yes, uh, despite the, the heroics of people like Tom Sullivan and Lester Chang, George Santos gets the win. Those guys staring at a loss. But but i tell you what, guys, very exciting for me coming back tomorrow and for lots of our listeners. How about the football giants? blowing out the Colts yesterday in New Jersey, and now for the first time in six years back in the playoffs, we're either going to play Minnesota or San Francisco. How exciting the New York football Giants are playing postseason football. Uh, For me and a lot of our listeners, that's a very exciting
1: thing coming up in a couple of weeks. Now, I I, I must uh, differ with you, Sid. I'm a Giant fan too, but what I saw on the gridiron, when they leveled the Indianapolis uh, Colt quarterback, and then the Giant went on the ground like he was doing jumping jacks. I I thought that was so out of place. Oh, get out of here. He
2: didn't even know. That was Thibodeau. He sacked Nick Foles. He had no idea Foles was laying there 10 feet away, writhing in pain. The Colts are a bunch of babies. This is football. Guys get hit. Guys get hurt. He had no idea Thibodeau Foles was that, was that injured that seriously. I don't want to hear it, okay? Giants haven't had a great team in a long time. A lot of lousy seasons. That's part of the game, so... I'm sorry, Curtis, but if you're looking for sportsmanship in a very emotional game like that with the playoffs on the line, not going to happen. Real fans really get emotional.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Real fans get emotional.
1: No, no. Tell him, John. He's 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 emotional because he couldn't be watching all the games, the NCAA uh, semifinals, the NFL action at home out in the Irish Riviera. You had to share a room with an illegal alien. That's
2: true, and then he watched the game with me. He actually he actually <laughs> made my bed and then cleaned the room afterwards, and we watched the game together. i tell you what's good about staying in the city, though, guys. Tomorrow night, I'm taking Gabriel to the Rangers hockey game, and it's only about nine blocks away from my hotel room. So we're going to enjoy New York City this week. We're thinking about going to the Nick game at some point later on today, Ranger game tomorrow night. So while we're here, we're going to enjoy back. Like, hey, listen, with all the issues, that's right, John, with all the issues in New York, you know this. As do you, Curtis, living on the Upper West Side. This is still the greatest city in the world. And it's all because, Curtis, of my friend, the mayor, Eric Adams. <laughs> Fanabola.
0: Fanabola. Now, we talked about with Curtis, sit. We talked about with Curtis, that guy with the uh, at Times Square.
1: Oh, yeah. In Times Square, you mean the, uh, the jihadist? The jihadist. Attacked the three cops, uh, almost killed them with his machete. He came down from Maine, and he had declared jihad against New York, but took it out on the first three people he saw wearing blue uniforms, the NYPD cops. Thank thank God they survived. He got shot. Unfortunately, he lives. He didn't jump on the Paradise Express and zoom himself well, up to our site. Did the
0: cops shoot to kill? I mean, yeah, I mean.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, you got to kill that guy. But I'll tell you what, what, about that story. So my son Gabriel, John and Curtis, was a little hesitant when it came to going to Times Square because he's aware of the crime issues here in New York, and he was nervous, you know, a million-plus people in one place, and we got to really convince him to go. And it was about 11.35 p.m., about 25 minutes away from the ball dropping and all all chaos breaking loose, and we actually had our phones. We got the messages, me and Danielle about this machete attack and my wife it was stupid what she did she showed the phone to Gabe and Ava so Gabe started freaking out I had to kind of bring him back so he was able to celebrate at midnight but we were aware of the machete attack standing right there 25 minutes before the ball drop.
1: well we welcome you back tomorrow same time same place Sid Rosenberg and friends and twice a week uh, at 7.05 in the mornings, Monday and Friday, if you keep me on going into the new year, you're foe! You're foe! But welcome back, Sid Rosenberg. Well,
2: thank you. we got a big show tomorrow, just letting you guys know it'll be Rich Lowry, it'll be Bo Deedle, it'll be Anthony Scaramucci, and the mayor himself, Eric Adams, all set to join us tomorrow with Phil Sims and Lawrence Taylor stopping by this week as well. Happy New Year, John. Happy New Year, Curtis. I'm Happy New Year. I can't wait. Happy New Year. I love you guys. Thank you.
0: If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best